This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Hello, listeners. Can you believe it? It's already the last week of January. Mm-hmm. Time has flown. Before we know, it's the end of the last week of the first month. But uh, we are grateful that we're not alone and we want to welcome you at this program where we talk about addictions and hurts and ham- hab- habits and hang-ups and restoration and redemption in the face of addiction, the most important. And those of you who have been listening this month will know we've been speaking to Andre LaRue. And um, if you missed it, listeners, he had already spoken about what is process addictions, what is substance addictions. Last week we spoke a lot about substance addictions and this week he's going to tell us more about process addictions in detail. So we're looking forward to talk to Andre. Andre, welcome back. Thank you. Yes, good evening. Yes. And Frederick, can you just give us the podcast address for those people that missed out the previous episodes that would like to go back? Yes, listeners, um, it's a wonderful opportunity to get to hear what was being shared and to pass it on to a friend and uh, for them to also gain them knowledge mm. and information and at www.kpulpit.co.za and then you click on podcasts and then you click on Into Me See and there look for the specific podcast that you would like to listen to. Yes, and Andre's got more than 30 years experience of addictions and he's been giving us a bird's eye view uh, this month on addictions in general because listeners, as you know, in this program we often focus every month we have a different focus. Um, Sometimes we talk about treatment centers and we talk about... um, outpatient behavior. We talk about recovery groups, excuse me, but because it's January, we thought we're going to do an overview about what what are the things that we deal with when we talk about addictions. And so today, Andre is going to continue to talk about process addiction. Andre, you can get right into that. Great, yes. What I initially sort of noted was that people that were coming for substance problems sometimes also spoke about other problems, Mm. which eventually became obvious to me that this was also addiction. So in the early days, it was usually going to the casino, or it was the addiction to porn magazines or porn videos at at that time. Um, And then I started to develop the interest of saying, well, what part of that could be addiction. So the analogy kind of developed for me to see that there was the same preoccupation, there was the same loss of control. So, uh, you know, loss of control could be things like failed attempts to stop or unable to cut down, Uh, or failed promises to other people. Mm. Um, And I started to see that this was no different, actually, to the chemicals. And over the years, I've been part of the treatment network uh, treating, uh, treating gamblers. And that was really very fortunate because in the transition from uh, the old um, Uh, sort of uh, conditions uh, pre-democracy. 
gambling, for example, was only allowed in outside the borders of, mm-hmm. of the I country. Remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and now it was incorporated, and what developed with it is the realization that we're going to have people who become addicted, and those people need help. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, the gambling helpline was developed, and I was one of the uh, treatment professionals um, beginning to uh, treat the, the, the early gamblers. Um, and then as um, internet developed, I found that people moved their sex addictions from uh, videos and mags onto DVDs. And then the next thing was uh, the downloading of uh, pornography because the access with internet became easier and easier. And their drug of choice, if it was uh, sort of porn, was right in their home on their uh, laptop. Uh, it was actually very easy uh, and cheap uh, eventually to to access. Hmm. You know, so we started to realize even that some people were becoming um, admitted just for uh, porn or just for gambling, and it was uh, as traumatic for the person as well as their loved ones. But, of course, there are other aspects that one uh, needs to um, address. I think for the gambler, the the outstanding issue um, that is is very prominent is, of course, money. Mm. Um, Because money is the the liquid um, for... Uh, the the gambling addict or the betting addict. Mm. For the sex and love addict, their liquid is the the porn or the frequenting of prostitutes or uh, you know cheating on the wife, those kinds of of things. So one needed to develop an, an understanding of that can be as severe as the, the chemical addict. But, um, and, yeah. So, uh, I'm just thinking, um, Andre, that um, when we talk about somebody that is a sex addict or is an ad- yeah. addicted to porn, um, it is not a question of just all of a sudden jumping into the most severe uh, level of that addiction it starts somewhere, and it often starts somewhere uh, where we talk about the triple A's. It's affordable, it's accessible, and it's anonymous. And yes. especially with the, with the sexual addiction or the porn addiction, that's very, very true for that. And it increases in severity just like any other type of addiction. Um, what are your thoughts on yeah. that? Yes, so it, it it does have a progression, mm-hmm. just like the the, the chemicals, um, and it does that numbing that you were uh, referring to is the intoxication. Mm-hmm. In other words, that over a period of time, the uh, repeated behaviour uh, brings. Uh, up that uh, numbing, mm. and that's very often when you're dealing with the, the spouse and, and partner, the symptom that they describe, mm. just that absolute deadness, that the life is, has gone out of this person, mm. and they're just not present, they're mm. not 
there. Mm. Of course, they're there physically, but not not actually. Exactly. Um, mm. You know, so that's the intoxicating element. And mm. with the gamblers and uh, the gaming addicts, they also reach a numbness. Yes. Um, because the the adrenaline and the other chemicals that, that are part of the, the chase of of the high um, just has to be more and, and more. Yeah, one of the one of my friends that I met in a, a recovery group was saying that uh, he's actually addicted to a drug, but he was talking he was talking about his sex addiction and that was a dopamine. So that was a chemical that was actually produced by the body because just now I heard you saying his drug of choice. Mm. Yes. So with each of those um, process addictions, um, just as the chemical addict has a drug of choice, the one person would say, well, my drug of choice is, is beer, the next alcoholics is the spirits. Um, you know, with the process addicts, they also have the drug of choice, um, and it meets those criteria just now that you referred to, uh, Freddie, Frederick. Mm. Um, you know, so if they can't go to the casino, they do uh, gambling online or uh, poker games mm. or whatever their the next drug of choice becomes. Mm. But it's about and what is even, ex- Excuse me, excuse me. Continue. Yes, and and even then, um, in the progression, they will go further and further. So it's bigger amounts. Mm. Uh, if you're looking mm. at the gambler, exactly. it's longer mm. time. Um, with the the porn addict, is mm. that they go to more and more extreme kinds of of porn, and eventually so sometimes the, uh, prostitutes, right? Yes. Mm, yes. Mm. So they're, they're all those things that they they thought they would never do, mm. that they do do. Mm. And that's really where one is hopefully going to lead the, the mm. addict to realize that that wasn't normal. It wasn't okay. I went too far, um, uh, you know, um, and I've, I've got to be open to help. Right, right. Uh, so just in the same way as what a chemical dependent um, would develop a tolerance, yeah. so also the process uh, addict also develops a tolerance. And each time yeah. he needs something more of a kick to get him to that same level of dopamine mm. that is being released. So I want you to go okay. in a little bit on the whole serotonin, dopamine, the whole mix that comes into, because that's actually what a person gets addicted to, right? The, the chemical okay. in the brain. But let's talk more about that after the break. So welcome back, listeners. Uh, we uh, Before the break, we started talking about what is secreted in the brain that people actually get addicted to with process addictions. Andre. Yes, so it's it's quite interesting um, to understand, and there have been lots of case studies looking at the chemical changes and the neurochemical changes of the the process uh, addictions. So uh, the interesting thing, certainly um, with it, is that there is also then, uh, if there's progression there's also going to be withdrawal. Mm. So, um, you know, very often that's what somebody has to realize is that that's what indicates 
that I can't just stop or cut down mm-hmm. like uh, I was in, intending to. Um, and then the other thing to really understand is that there will be cravings. Mm. So I will have triggers that sets me off, and it's those triggers that often uh, gets me back to the same old uh, story. You know, so for the gambler, for example, it's payday is the the trigger. Mm. Uh, For the porn addict, it could be loneliness Mm. or fears. Uh, You know, so we we work on uh, the, the triggers. And also then helping the person to get rid of the the shame and helping the person to develop um, strategies to repair what can still be uh, repaired. You know, so uh, for example, I think especially with processes addictions, there's the breakdown of trust. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't just happen because somebody's admitted that they're addicted. Uh, trust has to be rebuilt, mm-hmm. and tr- rebuilding trust takes as, as long as it's, it's going to take. There's no, you know, sort of bottom line or time as a period with, with it. Mm-hmm. You know, so a lot of it is, uh, 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 I think, um, early uh, treatment is around getting so- sober from the drug of choice. And I think longer treatment is about remaining sober mm-hmm. from the drug of, of choice. And that's where the And, difficulty comes uh, in, right? Sorry, that's where the difficulty Sorry, comes in with process addiction, because what is sober? Yes. That's the next question. But yes. please follow through with your thought that you had before. Yes. Sorry for interrupting. So what, what one does in, in therapy is that you've got to help the person define the sober point. So sober point for uh, uh, this person is no free time on the internet. For another person is well, I'm not going to uh, go to the casino uh, on Saturday. Um, and then uh, the uh, opposite is, well, what is then healthy behavior? Mm-hmm. So healthy be- behavior would be when I'm sitting on the computer um, and my wife's next to me and we're looking Uh, for bargains for the new washing machine mm. rather than uh, the secret activity when my wife's at, at work. Mm. You know, so uh, sober point is, is, is first um, uh, step, mm. but then putting in boundaries and behaviors and, uh, you know, controls that people are going to remain sober and return to... Uh, sense of rebuilding their life that is, has been uh, broken uh, because of their uh, post um, addiction. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, uh, you were talking a little bit earlier, Andre, about the triggers and how easily someone can be triggered. And uh, I mean, just like a payday can be triggered, but that pay it's not because it's payday, it's because there are a number of feelings and emotions uh, that are, are yeah. being brought to the fore and mm. become very intense that need to yeah. be regulated and unregulated. 
um, they go, they take a person to that addiction, and uh, yes. and that means that one needs to get down to the root of where does this impulse or this craving come from. Can you speak a little bit more about the root yes. of of these addictions? I think it's a, it's it's a very important part, and that's why somebody's life story is uh, very important for the, the therapist because it's often in sharing their life story that you identify the early wounding or the early uh, connecting to the, the high. Mm. You know, so you find out something in their childhood or their first uh, relationship or a difficulty at, at work indicates those triggers and you're going to have to work at dismantling those beliefs and behaviors so that they can generate and, and develop the different and uh, new beha- behaviors. You know, so a lot of it is around actually just getting to know, uh, you know, yes, what is, is the, the root, but also around uh, helping a person in the healing process mm-hmm. of filling that gap and that need yes. uh, so that they don't feel deprived or punished yes. by their uh, sobriety. Mm-hmm. You know, so very often, uh, I mean, the 12 step program that AA utilizes speaks about the first step is, is getting sober. Um, and step two and three speaks about higher power, mm. which we need to, to be God mm. and developing spirituality um, in a sense of if I'm going to want to remain sober, then that's going to have to be my uh, foundation. Mm. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we often talk about the 12 steps here in this program, and yes. we've done that before, and we've spoke about, we often talk about Celebrate Recovery because it's so foundational to have that community and and then the wonderful way that steps help us to yes. to con- reconnect with God, reconnect with others and the way in our relationships and how it brings intimacy back into our relationships. Um, Andre, I just have another thought. Um, I'm being the codependent of, a, of an addict. Um, that's my story. And um, yeah. I'm in several fellowships where I introduce myself as a recovering codependent. <laughs> <laughs> and so I've been in recovery for many years. But do you see codependency? So what, what friends and family often develop, you described that in one of the earlier programs, the behavior and so on that we develop um, also as, a, as in a process addiction. Yes, um, I do see it as a, as a process um, addiction. And there are people that actually go into treatment for their um, codependency because uh, they are in the chronic pattern of their codependency. Mm. Um, I sometimes think even that uh, an abuser who stays in an abusive situation mm. is actually Absolutely, absolutely. You know, so mm. very often that codependency has got as severe uh, manifestations mm-hmm. as an addict yes. would. 
I also, um, I, I'm also a, counsel, a, a trained counsellor and often when I work with people, I, I just see that fixation on the other people and that it's that they yeah. compl- and the learned behaviour that you're talking about, yeah. where it's so hard for them to, to think about themselves. And yeah. that's where the Bible tells us we need to love others like ourselves right not Mm -hmm. more than i mean so other situations we need to put them more more than us but there's like ourselves and that when you were talking about the new behaviors i was just thinking how the first thing that we do to help people just with self-care just to care because Mm -hmm. that old thing that we always talk about when you're in the airplane you put on the masks first so that you can help other people because so often in relationships with um, where there's an addict in the home, especially I think when it's substance, maybe even worse than the process yeah. addictions, those um, people, fr- family and friends get so obsessed that eventually yeah. they get completely distorted in their thinking and also end up in a terrible state. Mm. Yes, yes. And and the addiction flourishes in, in that mm. uh, environment. Because it's, mm. Yeah, because it's perfect to enable them. Mm. And all the drama, they feed on the drama, right? Mm -hmm. Or shall I say we? (laughs) Because we had to learn more and more to get away from that and to, Yeah. yeah. Wow, there's so much more to say. We can certainly continue to talk for another hour. <laughs> and yeah, I also want to tell listeners that you might start looking forward to us um, because in March we're going to change this program to an hour program. Up till now, it's been pre-recorded as often you could hear probably. We always try to make it sound like we've done it on the day, but it doesn't always work that way. Where we're going to have a full hour program and where you can call in and you can ask your questions. And we're really looking forward to it because often when we do these interviews, it feels like just when we're digging, when we're getting deeper that's when we need to end the program and unfortunately Andre that's when I need to leave you but we will certainly um, call you again another opportunity maybe where we can people can call in and ask questions another uh, in the rest of the year thank you so much for sharing your expertise with us today yeah thank you very very much Uh, thank you Andre for being with us and the listeners May you have a wonderful rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, we're at the end of January, just about. And um, yeah, may you have a blessed time and remembering that we are never alone. Mm. God always has can, promised mm. that he is always with us and he will never leave us or forsake us. Mm. And so also, whether you the uh, person struggling with an addiction or you're a family member, You are never alone. There Mm. are many, many communities that you can slot into where Mm. you can find healing and hope. Uh, If you missed one of our podcasts or something you'd like to listen again, please go to kpulpa.co.za and click on podcasts and click on Into Me See and you can hear and listen to the podcast again. And then please contact us if you have more questions or you want to know more about one specific aspect that we've spoken about. Um, contact us at Frederick Suki, Frederick, one word with a K, not with a CK, Suki, S O E K I E, at kpulpit.co.za. We're looking forward to hear from you. God bless.
Yes, and goodbye to Andre and uh, listeners. We'll see you and listen and with you next week again. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.